generation so tonight we remove every crown that life has placed upon our heads by privilege we use everything to decorate your majestic feet oh you are glorious and worthy to praise you are the
that you will do what only God can do. You will touch our lives in the way that only the El Shaddai can do. And it will be evident that we met with you in this service. Blessed be your name forevermore. The name of Jesus we have prayed. That amen can be louder than that. I want you to please raise your beautiful two blessed hands above your head and give the Lord Jesus a big hand. He deserves it. He's the Lord of Lords and the King of Glory. Amen. Can you give your neighbor a high five and tell your neighbor, I just relocated to the top. You better speak using your own mouth. Meet me at the top. You may please be seated in the mighty name of Jesus. It's a great honor for me to be standing here tonight to bring God's precious word to you, God's precious people. And I believe that after tonight, something good will happen to you in such a way that you will never recover from it. Don't forget each time I speak to you as a prophet and I pray for you, you make sure that your amen gets louder than your neighbor's own so that the angels will notice you on time. What will happen to you in this service, you will never recover from it. I want to honor my man of God, Apostle Felix Remy Adejumo. The man that has pastored me for 26 years running. And I can say he's the best pastor in the world. I thank you and I honor you, sir, for this privilege and this honor to share this God-given pulpit with you tonight. May the Lord continue to strengthen you in the name of Jesus. And I salute all the graces in the house. The Lord bless all of you in the name of Jesus. Tonight, I want to speak to you on a message that I have titled, The El Shaddai is a fighter. The El Shaddai is a fighter. I am married, for instance, to a man that wears many caps in my life. He's my husband. He's my friend. He's the father of my children. He's my boss. He's my pastor. He's my bishop. That's a man. And sometimes when I relate to him, I know when he switches from being my pastor to being my husband. In the same way, because that's what my little brain can comprehend, God switches his personality and his roles. Sometimes you see God 
as the kind, gentle, wonderful, miracle worker. Sometimes you see him as a provider. But tonight, I feel impressed in my spirit to bring to your attention the dimension of the no-nonsense side of God. The El Shaddai, Ace, a fighter. Can you help me preach it to your neighbor? The El Shaddai is a fighter. In the book of Matthew, chapter number 21 and verse number 44, Matthew 21, verse 44, Jesus was speaking and he said, And whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken. Matthew 21, 44. But on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. When God, the El Shaddai that we're talking about, you know we've been told the El Shaddai means the almighty God, the mighty God. That's, the, that's how to pronounce it. The almighty God, the mighty God. When the El Shaddai sits down, jejele, and somebody goes to fall on the stone, the Bible says the person will scatter. But if the El Shaddai is provoked <laughs> and he gets up to go and fall on somebody or on something, <laughs> when he fell on Sodom and Gomorrah, nothing remained. The Bible says the person or the project or the people will be grounded to powder. Help me tell your neighbor the El Shaddai is a fighter. May he fight on your behalf. In life, there are three types of battles that a man or a woman fights. Number one, there are battles that emanate from your past. I call them inherited battles. Battles that you met when you were born. For instance, your mother is the third wife in a polygamous setting. When you are born, you automatically inherit battles. Because no first wife will like a second wife or a third wife. No matter how they pretend and they wear the same uniform, forget about it. It is the truth. There is no woman that wants you to share her husband with her. Some of you, the battles you met, like me, was the battle of poverty. When you eat what you see, not what you want. When you wear what you see, not what you really like. When you want to go to a school, but your father tells you and gives you a knock on his head. What you cannot buy, don't smell it. Don't price it. Battles that you inherited. Number two, there are battles that are current in your life. Whether you like it or not, you are fighting. Life is a warfare, it's a battlefield. You're fighting. Even when you don't want to fight, some people want to fight with you. So even if you think I'm a gentleman, I don't think evil, I don't, you're just daydreaming, you better wake up because there is a fight going on. Either on your behalf, over you, 
or by you. I'm so glad that the apostle came up this evening and he was speaking about rest. That tells me that God has concluded. And no matter how fierce the battle is, we already know the end of the story. That Nigeria will beat France 4-1. We already know the end of the story. The third battle is the battle that waits for you. Whether you like it or not, there are battles that wait for you. For instance, as a young person, you got married, and you just assume that after two or three months, you'll be pregnant. Your wife should be pregnant. Two years, three years, four years, sometimes 23 years. Timed troubles. Battles you didn't plan for. Battles you assumed could never happen to you. You look at your life. Before, things used to be fantastic. What happened? What went wrong? Battles are going on. The El Shaddai, the fighter, is here tonight. So put in your hands, victory. laid it on my hands to hold your hands and take you on a walk tonight and please let's travel together I take this sharing the beginning from the book of Genesis chapter number 46 I want the media to be very very alert tonight Genesis chapter number 46 from verse number 2 to 4 and God spoke unto Israel in the visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, here am I. And he said, I am God, the God of thy father. Now, when God begins to introduce himself, you better listen. The God of thy father, fear not to go into, down into Egypt, for I will there make of thee a great nation. I will go down with thee into Egypt and I will also surely bring thee up. I will go down with you, then I will bring you up. I will go down with you, fight some battles and then bring you up. And Joseph shall put his hand upon thy eyes. Beloved, I want you to understand that the foundation of your life determines the height you will ever reach in life. It does not matter who goes with you. Please let the El Shaddai, the Almighty God, the Mighty God, go with you. For the Lord our God in the midst of us is mighty. When God goes with you, his presence will drive away evil. The sea will see his presence and flee. There are certain things that will not happen to you when God goes with you. Just make sure you secure his presence as you fight the battles of life. And I'm excited to say that he said, I will be with you till the end of ages. You may not see him, but he's with you. The only thing that drives him away is sin. As we look at this scripture, the Bible says that God told Jacob, God called him Israel. God was addressing his future 
And God was saying, no matter the battle that is ahead, the battle that is ahead, I am with you. I'll go with you as you go to Egypt, as you go through the experiences of life. Everything was fine. And in Genesis 47, we see, you know, the story Joseph had sent for Jacob. Jacob had taken 70 people, 69 people plus himself, 70 people, and they left for Egypt. When they got to Egypt in verse number 5, Genesis 47, verse 5, we're on a journey tonight, and Pharaoh spoke unto Joseph, saying, Thy father and thy brethren have come unto you. The land of Egypt is before thee. In the best of the land, make thy father and brethren to dwell. In the land of Goshen, let them dwell. And if thou knowest any man of activity among them, then make them rulers over my cattle. This is to say, things were fine. Everything went on well. When Jacob and his children arrived in Egypt, everything was fine. They found favor in the sight of the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh is not the name of a person. It is the title of a stool. Like you have the Olubado. Like you have the Queen of England. Like you have the Obakure, the, the Deiji. The Pharaoh. At that time, even said to Joseph, Give your father and everybody the best of the land. And in case they need employment, they don't even need to write application. Just recruit them and give them, put them over these jobs were waiting. Favor was waiting. Everything was fine. And Israel got there and he was very excited and said, yes, he that told the Lord has helped us. We're going to be enjoying all the days of our lives. Then suddenly, something happened. In Exodus chapter 1 till Genesis 49, Genesis 50, everything was fine until Jacob died and Joseph died. Then in Exodus chapter number 1, look at verse number 8. Now there arose up a new king over Egypt which knew not Joseph. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more mightier. They are more and mightier than we. They are prosperous. They are enjoying. Can't you see how they have peace? Can't you see what is going on? Can't you see their marriages? Can't you see their children? Can't you see what is happening? Verse 10, Come, let us deal terribly with them so that they will not multiply. Let us cancel Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28 in their lives. Since God said they should multiply, let's stand against the covenant. Let's begin to work against them. And he was the man in authority. He was in charge of the policies. Let's deal with them. So that they will not multiply. And because the words went out, the Bible says, he continued and he said, and it come to pass that when they have fallen out any war, they join us one of our enemies and fight against us. So, let's get them out of the land. I want to stand in the pool of God's grace tonight. And I want to decree. Anyone that will hurt you will not get into power over you. 
I encountered God before I came and he gave me some prophetic words and some words of knowledge. I'll be getting to them very shortly. When I pray for you, I have become the mouthpiece of God tonight. There are bosses that when they get into an organization, they frustrate everybody. There are wives that suddenly their husbands just change. Something just happens. The homes that used to be at peace, something just happened. The Pharaoh just rises and he instigates forces against them. Anybody that will hurt you will not be in authority over you. As the Lord God of Israel liveth, wherever you will need help, Jehovah the ancient die will plant the people that will know you there. Beloved, I stand this evening to testify that there is no single country in the world that I get to that favor does not wait for me at the airport. There's no single town or village I get to that I am not helped. And tonight I reach to the depth of that grace and I decree. Maybe before you used to look for help, from now help will be waiting for you. People will help you before they realize it. People will carry your load on their heads. Somehow, somehow, help will locate you. If you believe it, shall I be the amen? Not everybody is struggling in life. When I was poor, I used to think that riches or wealth was the exclusive right of some people. There were cars I thought I could never ride. There were things I thought it would never happen. There were countries I thought I would only see on the map. The ancient died that rewrote my history. That took me from the Marie clay. And that put my feet upon the rock to stay. And that has put a new song in my mouth. Is the one I'm representing tonight. From today, I decree unto you a new level. You may not know how. And you may not know when, but he will do it again. Stop calculating. You may not see the wind, you may not see the rain, but I tell you, if God could lift me from nothing, if God could put my name upon the map, if God could put my feet upon the rock, you are moving to the next level. want to get married because I didn't see correct marriages around me. Even when I became born again 36 years ago, I said I would never be married because I thought men do not worth it. And God gave me an encounter. And when eventually I met my husband, one day I said to him, I didn't know that good men are still in existence. No matter how bad marriages are, your own will stand. 
I used to think that pastor's children were never, 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 never great. Until God made my husband and I to understand the import of that scripture. Thy children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be their peace. And tonight, as I stand as a testifier and a testimonial of God's goodness, I push your destiny into the top. Among the top. Where it will be easy for you. Somebody shout, I believe. Take your seat. Our second son just graduated. He did his master's degree in England. And about three weeks ago, we had to go. All of us had to go. And then my husband changed his mind because of the convention. We had bought, you know, booked the flight and all that. And he decided to wait. When we were returning, I was thinking about the goodness of God. And I remembered the first time we ever flew out of this country to England. All of us as a family, we were in the economy class. When we were, this last trip, when we were returning, I remembered. And I said, Lord, none of us is even in the economy now. None. Even the little one is not in the economy class. None of us. And before we boarded, we had to go to the lounge. And in the lounge, we took our bath. <laughs> if you like, they will do your nails for you. If you like, they will barb your hair in the lounge. Now, as we were going to the lounge, we saw the people in economy class sitting down on iron. You know what I'm talking about. If you are still there, God will lift you. I used to be there. We will be on the same flight, don't forget. We will be on the same plane, don't forget. But some of us had our bath before the plane took off. Some people had their manicure and pedicure. Same plane. What, what does that mean? We are on the same earth. We are on the same planet earth. What excuse me, some people are enjoying. Today I relocate you to the enjoyment club. <laughs> you better listen to me. If you don't believe in a, in a, in a woman preacher, you better see me as Mr. Adejumo for the next few minutes. If you don't believe in a woman preaching for you, <laughs> you better see me as a man in the next few minutes. Because God communicates his anointing via words. And as I speak the words of the Lord, beloved, listen to me. This is my, the first place I came today is church. I've been in the presence of the Lord all day long. So it's not about preaching. I came with something. I came with some gifts for you. God is communicating grace via my mouth. I push you into the club of enjoyment. I've got to preach tonight and I'll try my best. But I must prophesy to you that this is the least you will ever be. If you believe it, jump up and shout hallelujah.
anybody that will not favor you will not be in authority over you. Anybody that will make policies that will hurt you, I demote them in the name of Jesus. Disfavor will locate them. Shout to my amen. Take your seat. He said, what should we do to them? Look at what verse 11 says. Therefore, they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. Taskmasters. Who is a taskmaster? A slave trader. You will work five days of the week and he will pay you 7,300 naira. That's a taskmaster. You will serve and serve and you will go home with 4,500 naira. If you make the mistake of taking a loan, then you go home with 1,800 naira. That's a taskmaster. Taskmasters are suppressors. Oppressors. They don't want you to rise. I told a lady recently, I said, there is no human being that comes into my husband's life or my life that doesn't rise. There is something about our lives. You can't walk with us for one year and not rise. You must be a witch. Something must be the problem. Even if they followed you from your father's house, <laughs> you must rise. And tonight... I announce your rising. I announce your rising. Let the earth hear. Let heaven hear. Let the devil hear. Arise your eyes. You are rising. Oh my God. God said to me in the place of prayer that a member of Agape will become a governor in this land. God said to me in the place of prayer that there is somebody here. You have changed job in your lifetime four times. Four times. God said you have changed jobs four times. The Lord said I should tell you that the, where you are is not the final one. That he's taking you to a place of trust. And that you will be writing an exam. Listen very carefully. Because a sum of money that will be staggering will be committed to your hands. The money is actually yours, but the boss will pretend that he's keeping it with you. Be careful. Be careful. Because in a matter of months, he's going to set you up and make an announcement that the Lord told him to give you that sum of money and that you should leave the employment because that money your seed and your seed seed cannot finish it you may not know how you may not know when, when but he will do it again 
now see that you know there are some some prophecies you hear and <laughs> you laugh like Sarah <laughs> even if God should kill all the <laughs> it's not possible keep laughing it's the first laughter you are allowed because the second laughter is coming if you believe it shout a bigger amen A slave driver, someone that is difficult to please, a waster, an agent of the devil, somebody that imposes hard labor on you, an ill luck wisher. They always give you ill luck, they don't wish you well. Let us set taskmasters upon them. But the Bible says in verse number 12 but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. I've had preachers preach from that particular phrase excitedly. The more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. Everybody that is afflicting you, in their presence you will multiply and grow. But excuse me. The more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew in slavery. In poverty. In ill luck. The more they were multiplying. We used to have a housekeeper in our home. When he joined us, when he started working for us in the family, he had three kids. We had four. By the time he was leaving us, he had nine. So one day my husband called him and said, even I, your boss, I have only four. What is wrong with you? Do you notice that it's poor people that have plenty of children? So they can distribute for house help distribute here and there. So you can multiply and not be prosperous. The more they afflicted them. There are some people that when they are going through stuff, that's when they become fat. Fat in poverty. The more they grew. <laughs> they multiplied in poverty. They grew in penury. Verse 13, and the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. And they made their lives bitter. With hard bondage. This may be the pictorial image of somebody's life. In mortar and in brick. And in all manner of service in the field. All their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor. Demanding. Extremely difficult. Their lives were delayed. They had attacks on their health. They had evil inheritances. There were repeated tragedies in their lives. They experienced marital disharmony. No single house that they built and they didn't owe on it. No single car came into their lives without cooperative loan. They were multiplying. They were counting years. But it wasn't in prosperity. And the Bible says in Exodus chapter 1 verse number 15. And the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives. Of which the name of the one was Shifra and the name of the other Pua. And he said when you do the office of a midwife. When you take their deliveries. If it be a son, kill him. If it be a daughter, then let her live. So we can marry them and subjugate them. But the midwives feared God. You know what it takes to have a baby. You know what it takes to be pregnant. He said let them experience wasted labor. Kill the seed. Kill division. Let people that will have helped them be helpless. Let their helpers become weak. Destroy the businesses of their helpers of destiny. Let their helpers suddenly hate them. 
Today I pray for you. Every negative word of prophecy waiting for you in your future, I kill it. I destroy it. Let your amen roar. you jilted somebody. You said I would marry you and you didn't marry the person because of certain things that were beyond you or not even beyond you. And the person opened his or her mouth and said all the days of your life, this and this and this and this and this shall be. Because when you were not a Christian, you broke somebody's marriage and the woman rose up in the dead of the night and she was stuck naked and she cursed you. You didn't even know. And she said, because you, you destroyed my labor, all the days of your life until you marry the third husband or the seventh husband, you won't have peace. Maybe because you are butted before you were a Christian or even after you had gotten born again, you backslid or you staggered and then something happened and you had to kill an unborn child and the blood of that child spoke. Maybe because you made a mistake or, or the other. You broke your covenant, your marriage covenant. You slept with someone and your wife does not even know. Even if she knows, you gave her pain. Or you did that as a wife and, and, and your husband was in pains. And the man said, how will you do this with all that I have done for you? Maybe, 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 maybe. Maybe you sowed one form of evil. So day, I decree that the blood of the Lamb of God will erase your mistake. It doesn't matter the words. Don't forget, I told you there are three kinds of battles. There are battles that wait for you in the future. And your future begins a moment from now. Whatever word has been spoken into your future, because of your mistakes, or because of envy, or because of anything, any word spoken that has been waiting for you and delay your destiny, today I bury it alive. From tonight, I annul it. It will no longer work against you. Yes, you were wrong. Yes, we know. But we bring the blood of the Lamb. For he says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. We bring the Lamb of the Lamb. We bring the blood of the Lamb. We bring the prevailing blood. We bring the atoning blood. We bring the conquering blood of Jesus to overtake Every negative was spoken against you in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I believe. Take your seat. I haven't gotten to the call. I'm just introducing this message tonight. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 1 and verse number 22, and Pharaoh charged all his people saying, every son that is born, you shall cast into the river. And every daughter, you shall save alive. Verse 23, and it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. And the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage. And they cried. And their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. And God heard their groaning. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel. And God had respect unto them. God said to me, that at a point in this message, I shall make you tell him what is paining you. So everybody bow your head. Don't let your neighbor hear. 
tell God, that's what God said to me. What is paining your heart? What is it that is paining your heart? I've told God my own. Tell him. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? You shall never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord. You have 30 more seconds. 30. 30. Tell him. Soften Jesus. Soften Jesus. Tell him. Tell the Lord Jesus. What is it that is paining you? I'm not just asking for prayer requests. What is the thing that is paining you? Pain, pain. What is it that you want the Lord to do for you? Tell him. As the Lord liveth as you have spoken in his ears, he will surpass your expectations. In the name of Jesus. Just like you have told the Lord, Israel began to cry. Look up. Israel began to cry. And what did God do? God traveled a distance and he located a man called Moses. As you have spoken in the ears of the Lord tonight, I stand to announce to you as a spiritual timekeeper, heaven has initiated a relationship that will bring answer to that. When Israel cried and told God their pains, I thought God would boom from heaven. I said, hello Israel. Don't share No. What did God do? He looked for a man. He looked for somebody. And tonight I say the person, the stranger, the people, the helper, the Samaritan that will help you. The relationship is being initiated now. Take your seat. God gave me a vision. It's so big. It is so big. I was scared when God told me. I shared with my husband, and you know he's a possibilitarian and an apostle of possibility. He assured my heart. And I began to make calls as the Lord was leading me. And I called somebody and I said, I sent a mail to the person and I said, This is what God said I should do next year. It is huge, blah, blah, blah. And she said to me, I will give you this amount of money. I fainted and, and resurrected myself. Don't worry, ma. God had been speaking to me in the last seven weeks. I didn't know this is it. I called another person and the person said to me, Ah, this morning when I was having my quiet time, I was singing more of you. And I said, why am I singing this song? I didn't know that God wants me to sow more. Consider it done. Next year, we are using TBS for the program. Tafabalewa Square for the program. Consider it done. As I speak tonight, I initiate the people, wherever they are in the world, that will help you. Yeah. You better believe you need help. Somebody must recommend you. You need help. I initiate the relationship wherever they are in the world. People that will help you. 
only in Nigeria that corruption is, is everywhere. An American president is hardly elected. He's appointed. Do you remember when Obama was going to have his, his, his first term? You know who left the hospital with brain tumor? One of the Kennedys to come and campaign for him. There are people that when they stand beside you, people help you. Such people will stand beside you. Such people will stand behind you. Such people will walk with you. If you believe it, shout a big amen. God said, Moses, some people need you. Leave whatever you are doing. Go to the city of Akure. Go where they live and help them. I hear God say to me, help is on the way for you. Somebody says, what are they doing in church? They are just shouting, leave us. This is how we've been shouting and we've been, we've been leaving you behind. Because there is a supernatural that has been added to our natural. Help is on the way for you. Beloved, listen. When Moses arrived, from Exodus chapter number 5 to Exodus chapter number 12, listen. We saw Moses. We saw the Israelites. We saw God. We saw the Pharaoh. Genesis, Exodus chapter 5, say 1. Chapter 6, two, chapter 3. Beg your pardon, chapter 7. Now let's start again. Exodus chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7, chapter 8, chapter 9, chapter 10, chapter 11, chapter 12. Say it again. What is today's date? From chapter 13, verse 1, the El Shaddai began to show up as a fighter. Chapter 5, no problem. Chapter 6, no problem. Chapter 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. <laughs> you are in the chapter 13 now. And you shall not need to fight in this battle. You shall hold your peace. For the Lord thy God shall fight for you. I have two people that can bear me witness tonight if I lie. Three, but I don't want to count my husband. My chief bridesmaid is in the house. She was my chief bridesmaid about 30 years ago. She's a missionary with her husband. She's there. And then my friend that my husband stole. He's now my husband's friend. So I, I gave him as a gift to him. He's in the house. When the devil said, my husband will not marry me, God gave me a scripture. I think the devil peeped and saw today. And he began to fight the relationship. And said, it will not work. He will not marry you. For two years, I held my peace. 
I did not need to fight in this battle. God gave me Isaiah chapter 42 from verse number 8. And as he began to read, God said, give me praise, give me praise. You know, I'm a worshiper. God said, give me praise, give me praise, give me praise. For I have long time holding my peace. Now will I rise like a jealous person. <laughs> and I saw him fight the battle. I remember one particular person that told a lie against my husband. We're not rejoicing. But when God fights battles, you'll be sorry for the people. The person was involved in an accident, had some brain damage. He has not recovered just because he told a lie against the relationship. When the El Shaddai fights, he's a fighter. That's where I'm going now. From chapter 13, verse number 1, God began to bring something. In fact, in chapter 12, verse 2, he said, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months. Today's date will never repeat itself. Today is 8, 8, 14. And this is the 13th chapter, beloved. When God began to step in, something began to happen. I see unusual rewards coming your way. Your season of remembrance is here. God said to Israel, I want to fight. And you know when I fight, it can be messy. So you know what I want you to do? Go to the Israelites, sorry, go to the Egyptians and borrow from them jewels of silver. That talks about beauty. Jewels of gold. That talks about wealth and raiment. That talks about covering. Take these three things from them. Oh, the labors over the years and they did not pay you what was commensurate to your labor. Go take from them. And the Bible says God gave them favor and they took. Somebody take, 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 take. Take your silver, take your gold, take your raiment. Are you taking? This is prophetic. And it shall be permanent in the name of Jesus. And then, after God had killed the firstborn, instead of the king to sit at home to mourn his losses, he decided, Jehovah tricked him out. And I'll be reading these scriptures to you as we close. In Exodus chapter 14, the Bible tells me that the man, the Lord spoke to Moses, speak to the children of Israel that they turn and encamp, you know, and all that. In verse number six, Pharaoh made ready his chariot and took his people with him. Mistake. And he took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt. Did he take few? All. And then he took captains over everyone. <laughs> and the Lord hardened his heart. Look at verse 10. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched. They were marching. It was steady. They were set. And they were so afraid. I address your fears tonight. I dismantle your fears. All the suppose in case in case I dismantle them 
And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. When they cried out, they were even saying what they shouldn't say. You will have left us alone to serve the Egyptians. No. You won't serve the Egyptians. Verse 13, chapter 14. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you. The El Shaddai is a fighter. The Lord shall fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, verse 15, Why do you cry unto me? Speak to the children of Israel that they go forward. Verse 16, But lift up thou thy rod. Everybody look at that scripture very well. Lift up thou thy rod. Stretch out thy hand over the sea and divide it. It wasn't God that divided the Red Sea. It was Moses. Lift up your rod. You have a rod. Stretch it over the sea and divide the sea. When you divide the sea, I will take care of the waters. I will bring this east wind, this strong wind. Don't worry. Don't you be bothered about where the waters will go. Just divide. You don't need to divert the waters. Lift your rod. I don't have the time because I can speak on that rod for some time. Your rod talks about the words of God in your mouth that you speak. Your, your rod talks about thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You know what a rod is to the shepherd? Your rod talks about your worship. When I come to church, listen, Agape members, when I come to church, I don't come as a bishop's wife. I come as a child of God. I come as a Christian. I roll on the floor. I don't clear. I don't care who is watching and who is not watching. I'm first a Christian before I'm a bishop's wife. I come as a believer. I come to... One day my husband was... I was telling my husband, I'm sowing this particular seed. And my husband said, you know, I understand your situation. And I said to him, this possibility altar is the secret of my strength. There is no altar that helps me like this altar. That's why I come to this altar to sweep, to decorate it. That's why I sow into this altar. This altar shields me. This altar defends me. This altar protects me. The altar, so I don't allow this altar to be empty. As far as I'm concerned, something speaks for me on this altar regularly because I know that the battle we are engaged in is the battle of altar versus altar. Your rod can be your money. Your rod. And there are a lot of red seas in your front. And you are wondering why they have not parted. You are to divide with your rod. Divide it. And the children of Israel will grow. Look at verse 19. The pillar of God which went before the camp of Israel removed and went behind. And the pillar of the cloud went before their face and stood behind them. Surely, goodness and mercy are following you. After this conference, you must be conscious you are not alone. When you are in the car, once in a while, greet the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I could joke, sir. I'm privileged to drive you tonight. <laughs> Goodness and mercy, well done. You are doing well. Oh. Speak to them. They are forces. Surely, not maybe. Goodness and mercy shall follow you. Everywhere you go, you look, they are following you. God said it. 
So God said, I believe you. Now I come behind you because I want to fight. I am Abijah. Something is doing me. I want to fight. The Shaddai is good, but he's a fighter. Verse 21, and Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back. A strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea, upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them, on their right hand. Now they fight as we close. Just give me a few more minutes, I'll be done. And the Egyptians pursued, and went in after them, to the midst of the sea. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, don't copy me, <laughs> Tell another person, don't far away me. Because you don't know the covenant God has with me. <laughs> Verse 24, and it came to pass that in the morning what the Lord looked. Media put it on the screen. The Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire. And of the cloud through goodness and mercy. He slew the kings of Sion for his mercy endured forever. He was slain them, yet his mercy endures forever. <laughs> through the pillar of goodness and mercy. And troubled the host of the Egyptians and took up their chariot wheels and they drove them heavily. So that the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fighteth. The El Shaddai is a fighter. For the Lord fighteth. Look at the last phrase of verse 27. The Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. Look at verse 28. There remained not so much as one of them. Verse 30. The Lord saved Israel that day out of the hands of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the sea. Sure. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant, Moses. Tonight, I want you to stand up. Put down your Bibles, your iPads, everything. In the next two minutes, I want you to abdicate the throne and put the battles together for you not to have enough is a battle for you to drive the same car i'll tell you something for 10 years is a battle for your children not to make it on time is a battle for your children not to get married on time is a battle for you to walk, 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 walk. You are not a lazy person. And you don't have so much. You have to patch this and put this together and take something from this one and take this one and take that one. It's a battle. And you're serving God. Jehovah said I should tell you that he wants to fight. If you miss tonight, you have missed something. Battles that are raging in your father's house. All the boys in your father's house, they don't make it on time. They struggle, struggle. You, you have a job, yes? You have a job, but you must, before the salary comes, you have finished it. It's a battle. It's a serious night. We're not here tonight for lipstick <laughs> or for anything. It is a battle. I've been there before. I want you to carry the battles, the Egyptians, 
and put them in the hand of Jehovah and tell him, fight! El shall die. Fight on my behalf. Call the name of Jesus and fight. In the name of Jesus. Arise, O oh Lord, and fight these battles. They say you will not carry your baby. Invite the El Shaddai to this battle. Why should your mates leave you behind? Why should you be struggling and struggling and struggling? Why? Why are you only the receiver? Why are you not the giver? Fight, oh Lord! What can God not use to fight? In first Samuel chapter 7, he used hailstone. Lord, fight with anything. Jehovah, fight with anything. I'm your child. I've been serving you now. Fight, El Shaddai. I give you the chance, fight. Fight, Lord. Enough of these struggles. I don't want to come to Agape Convention next year the same way. The same way. I don't want to come the same way. My life can be better. Fight with thunder. Fight with headstone. Whatever is causing this in my life. Fight. I have no power of my own. Surrender unto you. Surrender unto you, Jehovah. Fight. Fight over my marriage. Fight over my finances. Fight, Lord. El Shaddai, you are the fighter. Fight these Egyptians. Set me on the throne. By now, I'm supposed to be a commissioner. By now, I'm supposed to be a PS. Ah. Uh -uh. By now, I'm supposed to have left it where I am. Today is Friday. Today is 8th. This is the 13th chapter, Jehovah. Today will never repeat itself. Fight! I'm trusting you. I trust in you, Lord. I trust in you. Jehovah, I trust in you. A name that is above every name. No more delay in my life. If you are truly the Ashada, give me testimonies. From tonight, let me begin to see this sign. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. Tonight, I declare over you every battle, every war raging and diminishing your dignity. I curse it in the name of Jesus. Hey guy fought and fought and fought with Sarah. Ishmael came and began to fight with Isaac. Uh -uh. Every inherited battle, today I disinherit you. Whatever has been mocking God in your life, 
today we mock it in the name of Jesus. Your freedom, your lifting is why I am sweating. Tonight I decree that this sweat will speak on your behalf. If God be God and I be his woman, tonight marks the end of this battle. The Egyptians that have been pursuing you, they will perish in the Red Sea. The yoke of sin, the yoke of sickness, the yoke of poverty, the yoke of disfavor, the yoke of ill health. Ah, tonight I bury in the Red Sea. Arise and shine. You shall no longer be the least. You will be the best. And as the Lord God of Israel liveth, this El Shaddai, this almighty God, the mighty God, as he fights your battles, these battles will never come back. For he says, the Egyptians that you see today, you shall see them no more. I decree it and so shall it be. In the name of God the Father. In the name of God the Son. In the name of God, the Holy Spirit. Use the rod of praise and thanksgiving. Make a noise unto the Lord of Lords. doing it two more times. Use the rod of gratitude and praise to divide your Red Sea. Now listen, listen beloved. All shouts that are in Agape, listen to me very well. The Lord will have me tell you that he's going to lift some of you mysteriously. Every usher in Agape, hear me, I'm speaking to you as a prophet. Watch out. Some mysterious liftings will be coming your way. When I go for meetings, or I go to preach for Mama Adeboye, listen, the man that washes the toilets at the redemption camp, has about 600 staff members. He will lay the bed for us. You're welcome, ma. You're welcome, sir. He will put the toilet, put the toilet through, put everything. The man that washes. So that you are an usher. I don't know why God is concentrating on you. Laboring, cleaning, doing this, doing that. Thus, see the Lord. There is a mysterious lifting coming to the Agape Ushering Department. If you have ever blessed Agape, they caught an offering, you went out, or you sang, or you washed, or you cleaned, or you, or you swept, or you arranged flower, or you beat drum, or you did anything. If you have ever in your life blessed Agape, or you prayed for Agape, or you wished, you know, today is the first day, Bishop, I've overshot my time. 
Today is the first day in the 27th year of Agape. And a laborer is worthy of his wages. We are stepping into some mysterious things. Everybody passed through the Red Sea. Nobody was left behind. So everybody come along. Because we are passing. And whatever should not go with you to the next level is dropped and buried. Your amen is not good enough. This is very strange. But I want to tell you, there are two things. There are there are some of you here. You're going to give Agape one million naira. Listen. And some of you are here. Before December, you will give Agape, the God of Agape, one million naira. And hear me, let me shock you. Every year, you will be able to give it conveniently. I went to preach somewhere. I didn't even prepare. I went for a, a whatever. Someone was doing party, you know, and I had to be there. And they said, Mommy, please, the workers are meeting. Can you please just bring a word? I said, see, is it wrong? But I'm wearing a sleeper. I said, it doesn't matter, man. Just come. So I went downstairs and I brought a word. And suddenly as I was speaking, I heard myself saying, who, who washes the toilet in this church? Who is in charge of toilet? And everybody said, Brother George, Brother George, Brother George. Ah. And one young man came out. And I said to him, the Lord told me to give you one million naira. Brother John fainted. They were carrying him on the floor. And I said, stand up, Brother John. He was holding I said, don't thank me. You think I want to give you one million? I said, the Lord, it was the Lord that laid it on my heart. Ah, you know, stand up. And as he was standing up, I heard God saying to me, and I said to him, Brother George, the Lord said to me that next year I should give you another one million. And that January 28th, the third year, I should give you another one million. By this time, he was in heaven. <laughs> Who washes the toilet? So it was because of him I went to that meeting. 